Hey, everybody. Hi there. It's Ken again. <laughs> With Ken and Glenn. And we're going to Viking. Arg! Because no, they're no, just no. pirates. Arg! No, wait. Yeah, they are pirates. Well, <laughs> yeah, well. they're land pirates. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Scandinavians, the Nordic peoples, the peoples living around the Baltic Sea and the North Sea. You know, the, 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 what we'd say in modern terms, the, 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 the Swedes, the, the Norwegians, the, yeah. the, 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 the Danish, Danish, Denmarks, yes. the, the Frisians, the, the Angles, all those people. You know, they were living their lives. They were, they were farming like you do. Doing the best you can. You know, and, and at some point, you know, they started having trading links with other parts of the North Sea community, like, you know, Ingolanda. And there's very, very great historical evidence that there was, you know, some trade going on. Lots. And then they realized, wait a second, we've got swords and boats that can go way upriver. And the monasteries, well, this is just a bunch of monks with treasure. You should see that. You should see the gold they have. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, you know what? I'll bring you some back from the next trip. Now I may have to kill several people to get it, but you know, they're, they'll go to heaven. They'll be glad that I sent right. them there. <laughs> so that's. Future generations will thank me and create bad television shows about <laughs> yes, me. So anyway, obviously today we're talking about Vikings. And, you know, we, we do a lot of uh, living history interpretation about these peoples. And I try to eschew the word Viking as much as possible, unless, unless I'm speaking specifically. As a verb. As a verb. Yes. The, the, subgroup, I, yeah. the subgroup of Nordic peoples or Scandinavian peoples who decided, ah, instead of farming today or being a merchant today, I'm going to load up with 20 of my best friends, and we're going to go kill people and steal stuff. Uh, that's Viking. That's, that's an activity. As a matter of fact, just before we started uh, recording here, I was looking up on the Oxford English Dictionary website, which is the best, because they give citations of how early the word was used, the earliest known usage, and the possible roots from the languages that it was spoken in. Sounds like something a madman would do. Ma- that's a madman and a professor. Uh, <laughs> That's you know that needs to be another podcast. Oh, we're throwing so many references out so early <laughs> already that no everyone's down. already fallen asleep. <laughs> there are a couple of different bases for the word Viking, and and both have equal currency and probably are, are simultaneous. But V I K in Old Norse means a creek or an inlet, and and it, the word coming to mean someone who who sorties out from these inlets to go do something across the sea. And I think we know what that something is. But that's one place where that word comes from. So it's very specifically, it's, you know, the Scandinavians are mainly farmers and merchants. Like you know, everyone like else. Like everyone else. So it's, it's only when you're doing this specific activity where you're sortying out to, to go across the North Sea or the Baltic that you're, quote, Viking. And then in Old English, the word uh, W-I-C or Vik is the word for camp, and it's, it's used as early as the 8th century. And it's about describing the temporary encampments that that the vikings will set up you know when they land so they kind of go together you know these two words start developing the same time because people start doing the nordic people start doing this activity where they sortie out from an inlet set up a camp and steal your stuff so (laughs) and you know you know who can help us with the the origins of these words who's that tolkien oh Oh, worked him in okay so so they're going out and you know raiding was a very common thing, but I think one of the things that made the Norse effect of it so good is that a very rich land with a generally docile section of population was just across the sea. It's a, it's a day's, two right. days journey right. across the sea, and they would land. The, people said, oh, well, they could pull their ships up and pull them right out quick again. Well, yes, 
but it's not all driven by technology. They can also go up, and the first thing they do is they steal horses. I guess they borrow horses because they don't take well, the them with them. the first thing they do is kill the people with the horse. Yes. <laughs> then they take the horses, and then they've got this mobile run-in, get stuff, and get back to the ship. They right. load all the stuff on the ship. Right. They set the horses that's, loose. That's something else you need to remember. That you know, It's not like the Scandinavians didn't know how to ride horses. You, you look at Beowulf, which is basically about Scandinavian culture. Horses are constantly mentioned in that. Yeah. They know how to and ride. Viking, excuse me. Nordic grave goods <laughs> all have these horse fitting, you know, the, the right. bridle and the, and the decorations right. in there. So, yeah, they're not just ship people. Right. But but their ships are amazing. Yes. Incredibly flexible, incredibly responsive, incredibly fast. And, and shallow draft. And shallow draft. So they, can, so they can do, like Glenn says, they can run up a river, beach, get some horses, go raid the monastery, scour the countryside, get back, and gone. I mean, that's textbook stuff. That's classic stuff. And they're, they're leveraging each bit of technology, whether it be horseback riding or, or the boat, to further the mission of, uh, you know, what we'd call it a smash and grab. But, you know, a yeah. run in, get the stuff, and get out. Because they know that ultimately their, their band of 40 guys in a boat, there are more people than yes. 40. But, we, but we're fast. They don't know we're coming. We get in, we get out. Now, how is it that they're able to know where to go? Well, the aforementioned trade links. Right. It's not, you know, they, they know where things are. They know where these people live. They're a very similar culture, incredibly similar. All of these people are, you know, northern Germanic peoples bordering the North Sea, bordering Baltic. And so there are even linguistic affinities. So it's not like you're going in blind. Right, yeah, you're not just wandering through the wilderness. And then, and then something incredibly, in, this is what fascinates me about it, something really interesting happened. So... As you say, they're smashing grabs. They go across. <laughs> they go across the sea. They go get some stuff. Load the ship down with as much as it can safely carry. Go back. Woo! And then the winter and everything. And then they go back and do it again. And then someone gets the idea. You know what? <laughs> what if we just stayed <laughs> exactly. instead of going back during right before why, winter? Why would we just? Yeah. Now we'll need some more people so we can set up our encampment. Right. And and this is what starts one of the most remarkable periods in early, not early English, because it well, was well early. Let's say early English, because yeah, you know, it is the island 600, of, 700, yeah, yeah. 800s. Yeah, yeah. Um, so larger and larger groups start to come over because it's incredibly profitable, and then they stay. Right. They start to stay in England. And this is where that recent study that everybody misinterprets and they all bring up and we're out there about, oh, half of all graves were warrior women. No. The, the recent studies of this period we're talking about show that there's a large proportion that were women, which means they were coming to actually begin to, hey, let's not just stay the winter. Let's just stay. Yeah, because they start settling. Because it's a rich. This land is able to create the wealth because it is a rich and fertile land. It's rich farmland. Ha! Ha! And they're farmers. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Farmers with swords, (laughs) occasionally. And actually, you know what? I'm going to go go ahead. Do that. I know what you're going to do. You know what I'm going to do. Forget the every Viking had a sword thing. Much less a helmet and armor. Yeah, much less armor. You're going to have a spear. You're going to have a knife, and you're going to have a shield. That yes. Those are relatively low-cost things. The sword, the armor, the helmet, incredibly costly, incredibly high-status things to have. So, you know, just get that out of your mind as well, that, that your, your classic—actually, your classic Scandinavian or Northern European warrior for, you know, several hundred years is a, a guy with a say axe knife on his belt, got a shield and a spear. Let's go. 
Let's go do – what are we doing? We're raiding? We're defending? We're attacking? What's going on? Let's do it. That may not seem like a lot of weaponry, but it works great against a wool tunic. It's, yeah, it works great against the guy who doesn't have any of those things. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so there's that. Also, anyway. no horned helmets. Oh, no. Uh, Victorians. See, here's another thing. Go. The Victorian era. <laughs> the Vict- we God, love, God love the Victorian it. era. God love them. They invented steampunk. They just didn't know it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, – but there are a lot of mis- a lot of the misconceptions we have today are from the Victorian era, and I'm really speaking from like say 1850 to 1900, who who are looking back at earlier English history with it's kind of interesting because part of it is they're trying to be accurate, but they're also simultaneously romanticizing it. Well, and they're and to the greater glory of England. To the greater glory of England. Because the Victorians, the raiders were not the heroes. The heroes were folks right. like Alfred. Alfred, who were fighting them. But that's where we get things like, you know, the horned helmet and, and everyone with a sword and things like that that just, that just aren't true. The German opera didn't help. Rex, the German opera didn't help. God, have you ever sat through one? It's like being raided by a Viking. Uh, but, anyway. but no, but that— that but, but, no, no, we're, we're talking yes. about settling, the settling yes. thing. So, right, so, so as you pointed out, those first years of, hey, let's just overwinter and then go back, then it becomes, let's actually stay. And that is why York— the, the great northern English city becomes a huge Viking settlement, a, a Viking city. It's a colony. Yeah. And remember, it, we say— It's the, a trading center. The Vikings, a, but remember, the, the Danes, the Norwegians, they're, they're fighting. It's not like there's this pan-Scandinavian union coming to England. Right. They're fighting each other, too. Right. Sometimes pairing up with the native English, sometimes pairing up against with another raider. It's they, just, and, and they also, for the record, they scoot over to Ireland, but Ireland is not nearly as wealthy as— <laughs> As, as the well, English the, the quote Vikings unquote uh, are responsible for the first cities Dublin. in Ireland. Yeah, they, Dublin. Yeah, they're, they're no cities. Those crazy Irish. Oh, too busy drinking. <laughs> um, the and I'm Irish, so it's okay for That's me right. to say that. I'm Scotch Irish. I always want to drink, but I never want to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> but so so and the, so they start to settle, and they and the kings of England realize I'm not powerful enough to get them out. Right, and they're dangerous. So. We're covering a lot. We're squishing it down in. <laughs> they start paying what's called the Dane Geld. Here is, if you promise not to raid protection this year, money. it's protection money. If you promise not to raid this year, here's some money. And the Vikings are like, wow, not only are we not having to go out and raid and maybe get killed and work hard, we just sit here right. looking threatening, and they give us money. Right. They're, they're, Y'all, more of you come yeah, over. Exactly. And, you know, and that points to the Vikings aren't stupid. They're not. Let's see. We're probably going to win if we yeah. fight them. But you know what? Why, why go why to risk? risk? Yeah, sure. Bring on the Dane. We're not. We're not interested. We're not actually interested in raping and pillaging. We're interested in getting rich. Exactly. Exactly. Now, and if there's an easy way to do it, sure, great idea. Now, the problem with that is that, of course, more people come over and more people want the Dane Geld. Right. When you pay the Dane, when you when you pay the Dane Geld, the Dane never goes away. Exactly. And so then it's well, then who am I paying this protection money to? If I'm paying it to the shieldings, I. Yet the the Witanans come over. Well, they want their cut. Well, I've already paid those guys. Yeah, but we're not those guys. And, and where where are the English kings getting this money from taxing from the taxation. people? And so the people are literally watching their money go away right. and go to invaders. Right. Every year. And you know and that that destabilize that that torches the economy. That destabilizes right. the political system. And when enough of them come over, you know who who aren't getting paid the Danegeld. Well, they just keep. Taking territory, and, yeah. and eventually you, you get the situation that gives rise to Alfred the Great, where, you know, Wessex is on its knees. You know, the, the concept of what England could possibly be 
is about to be snuffed yeah. out. The, and the man. The High King of England is yeah. in a swamp with like 20 guys <laughs> one winter, and that's all there is. A, that's England. But he manages to hang on, come back, raid, 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 stronger and stronger. He's learned his tactical lessons. And then eventually, you know, within a year, he's dealing toe-to-toe with them, and he enforces, you know, the, they, they come to the grand treaty with the Dane law, and okay, you're up here, we're down here. Everyone's, yeah, everyone just stay. And, and, and it worked. It saved the Englishness of England. And more things happen. <laughs> yes. But eventually, you know, since we're talking about these, these beloved Nordic invaders, we eventually do have a Viking straight up, if you want to say Viking, on the English throne when Canute. Right. You know, the, the late, late 900s, early 1000s, you, you finally have, and he's Danish, a Danish he's, warrior he, king. He's a Danish king and an English king. And an English king. He is, he is, he's strong enough king to actually kingdoms. to make it stick. And yeah, and for a while there, he's got a North Sea kingdom. I mean, he's got, well, he's got Norway, parts of Sweden, yeah. Denmark, and England. And if he has some, you know, strong sons to carry on the dynasty, it's going to be amazing. And he, he doesn't. doesn't have strong sons. He has very, very weak, crazy but, sons. But, but this, this is why it's such a huge part of English history is right. what they become now. For, for literally... Literally hundreds of years, the Nordic peoples, the Scandinavian peoples, are the existential threat. They are. It's them. But it's the Norman conquest <laughs> that pulls England back into continental Europe true. rather than having it remain, in effect, a part of Scandinavia. True. That's true. That, that's what does it. It's true. And, and it, it's worth noting that, you know, that Norman conquest uh, through the year 1066, the Battle of Hastings, and there were other battles that year, Fulford Gate. And basically, in the year 1066, you've got literal Vikings in the form of Harald Hadrada fighting for the for invading from Norway. You've got King Harold II, who is the grandson of a Viking, because his father right. is. is yeah. And then you've got uh, Duke William, who is the great grandson of Viking. Basically, you've got Vikings or the descendants of Vikings fighting, fighting for the, the English throne. Yeah. I mean, it comes. It's, 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 it's these hundreds of years of this of this Scandinavian interest in this beautiful, lush, rich, fertile land comes comes to the climax in one year of basically every possible permutation of a, quote, Viking yeah. <laughs> trying to hang on to the English throne. Because England's awesome. <laughs> and rich. And rich. People want it. People want it. <laughs> they do. You know, I think it, it, we certainly should probably address something I mentioned in passing earlier, this whole thing of and the, and the Viking warrior women and where that comes from and why people are so uh, tenacious in holding on to it when it doesn't hold up with empirical evidence. But, uh, you know, but it, but, it, but it comes from because, you know, first off, I- any human who says that a woman can't fight as brutally and vicious as a man is crazy. They haven't observed humans. Uh, they can. Anyone who also wants to say that Western European society from its origins wasn't patriarchal also hasn't been observing humans. <laughs> so... What this means is, or what I'm getting to is, that of course, absolutely, I am convinced that from time to time, a woman fought in combat in the, here's one of our favorite terms, the quote, dark ages, when the, when the, when See the, our previous when the, podcast. When, when the quote, Vikings were first uh, coming out. Of course they did. Of course they did. But people, and we know this firsthand because we've seen it happen when we're out interpreting like this, this report, that, this study that was done in 2015, I believe, the one that, that showed, hey, 
taking a look at these graves and grave goods in England indicates that there was a far larger percentage of women coming over with these raiding groups. And, and their takeaway was, ah, what that means is they were settling in greater numbers earlier than we thought. Right. That's a fantastic takeaway. But, of course, because the Internet, I said the word because, colon, the Internet, <laughs> because the Internet, uh, that immediately got the, the headlines sort of being shared. Half of all Viking graves, warrior women. It's like, no, that is not no. what the st- – first off, that's not what the study said. Right. Unequivocally, that's not what the study said. What the study said was something far more rational and consistent with the evidence. Now, the Icelandic sagas that that are of Snorri Sturluson and uh, and others, you know, he he is drawing on traditions from what is now you know Sweden and Norway and Denmark, you know, pan Scandinavian, and they do mention there are there are Viking warrior women mentioned by name. Of course, there are, and they're always mentioned as exceptions. To the societal rule. Yeah, whoa, this was weird. Yeah, that's why they're mentioning it. Hey, you know, there was this woman who went on the raid, and she was amazing, and she did all the things. You know, no one's doubting the capability of women to do that, but a patriarchal society rooted in the worship of Odin the Allfather doesn't say, and any woman that wants to come with us, come on. That's not happening, folks. Of course there were warrior women. But were they in serried ranks, hundreds upon hundreds going out raiding? No. Nope. No, they simply weren't. Just, just like there weren't serried ranks of hundreds of guys wearing male armor and hell, unless it's the by God army of Harold Hadrada, the king of Norway, who can afford to bring hundreds yes. and hundreds of guys that's, that's, armed in male shirts. That's his bag, baby. That's his bag. <laughs> he's, it's, like, it's almost like he's the king. And the richest guy. Yeah. And outfits his guys the best. And, <laughs> but, you know, and, but saying all these things brings us to one point, which we may have to have part two. <laughs> Uh, because we've set up who the Vikings actually were, <laughs> right. and yet how we see them in 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 our popular I know. Now, yes, exactly. And the movies, the pop culture, and, and all the things. It's, it's it's huge. You know, mm. there there has been a series on TV recently, which I don't think Ken and I have ever seen a single episode of. Am I right on that? I've Ken? seen enough of it to know I don't want to see more. I've seen the I've seen the commercials. <laughs> we're talking about the History Channel's the Vikings. The Vikings. Now, there's a channel, there's a show on Netflix called The Norseman that is hilarious is. and far more accurate. Sadly, <laughs> sadly, far more um, accurate. But there, but yeah, we'll we'll go into in part two of this later on about all these um, the movies, the TV shows, because they novels, are comic books. just just like pirates. They are this pervasive right. idea of Vikings and people want to be Vikings. Right. It's like, well, ugh, there's, I mean, there, there's so many things that go along with that. Right, and, and right. It, the pers- it's medievalism, not right. medieval history. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, that, that, is, that is probably a, a great way to, to leave this one until yeah. we rail against pop culture once again. Oh, we love pop culture and yet we want <laughs> to punch yet, it in the face. <laughs> and that's... What is that? What is our show? And that's... Then Then again, again with with Ken and Glenn. (laughs) Then Again with Ken and Glenn is a production of the Cottrell Digital Studio at the Northeast Georgia History Center. If you've enjoyed listening to Then Again with Ken and Glenn, please make sure that you subscribe and help us out by writing a review. To learn more about the Northeast Georgia History Center, visit www.negahc.org.